Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Hat Track Heroes. Today we're talking about a completely different aspect to our previous podcasts and this week it's in line with recycling and the environment. We're talking to a girl named Deanna who hails from Adelaide in Australia regarding her endeavours within the company she works for here in the Middle East and the community that she lives in. We hope you enjoy and that you can really get some insight into looking after the world we live in and some tips on how you can actually help. Diana, can you tell us about who you are, what you do for work and where you're from? Yes, yeah, sir. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, so I'm Diana. I am from Australia. Mm-hmm. I'm a passionate eco-warrior, a cabin crew and I've been living in the UAE for the past 8.5 years. So similar to me, cool. And uh, can you give us a quick rundown of what you are doing as a inverted commas hat track hero? So yeah, I do community recycling. Try to find solutions where there are none for people living in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on changing uh, the company I work for. Yeah. And this year I also took on a like a larger project. We call the laundry plastic project. Mm-hmm. And I find I'm a resource of information for fellow cabin crew. Okay. And this endeavor, is it something that's just come from your heart since joining the airline or have you always been involved in the environmental eco-warrior kind of kind of thing back home? Growing up in Australia we always recycled and we had a bottle rebate my whole life but when I came to Dubai I took it for granted that they just recycled and then one day they removed recycling bins from my building yeah. and that was where my real passion started so that was May 2015. Right. And I sat on that for a few months. I found out like why and everything, but then I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah. But then after some time, I'm like, this is not fine and I have to find a solution. So in January 2016, that's when I began searching for ways my community can recycle. Okay, so your community, meaning where you live. Yeah. And you had, you were talking to other people already, or you just thought, oh, cool, I'm going to do this by myself and then just bring other people in as we go. I had to try and get some permissions because to do anything in buildings and you need permission, okay, you can do this or that. But I also had to look around the neighborhood to find options as well. This laundry plastic project, is this, what is this, what does this mean? So I saw a lot of waste from our uniforms. This is, it, so this is for staff of yeah, the airline? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we have a lot of waste from the plastic that it came in. Mm-hmm. and. I didn't see them doing anything with it and if you times that by the amount of crew and each piece of plastic it becomes a lot so I tried to make a change for that and we started uh, in January last year okay collecting and how's that going it's going well yeah Yeah, cool it's going like it's going okay yeah Um, we've recycled a lot so far and I have a team of cabin crew helping me with that okay about like nine of them I asked at the start to help set up and They've remained until now and there's been others coming and going along the way. Yeah, okay. And do you find that these these people helping you when you are doing this, uh, they're all in it for the same reason you are? Or are there people that are just doing it for Instagram stories or just for the show or whatever? Most of the time, the ones that helped me from the start, they have been in it because they care about it. When I approach them Mm -hmm. to help, they were happy to do so and mm-hmm. have had some come along the way but I find people in 
higher positions were in it for the show they got their good photo look what we did and then when i really needed help they all vanished so okay and we've had a few other people come and go but it's mostly the people that really help so majority of the time you are getting the help you need uh, to achieve what you want to achieve just the, the minority are just doing whatever which yeah doesn't help because they don't really care when it comes to the figures of what you're collecting uh, with you and your team, do you have some kind of idea of what you're collecting yourself and, and also what kind of figure isn't being collected from within the company? Yeah, so this year we've collected over 7,000 kilograms of uh, plastic and cardboard. Wow, seven tons. Yeah, so wow. it exceeded my expectations in the first week. Uh, I was expecting, oh yeah, we'll get 100 kilograms in a month and yeah. within the first week we already mm. had that. So it was cabin crew participation because mm. there was not, it was not really officially communicated. Yeah. But they just saw the opportunity and they started help like basically bring their stuff. So, so they bring it to your, where you are, where you live and... They bring it to the locations we set up where they can collect. The okay, so you're setting up a specific place, they come, they yeah. bring it. And then what do you do with it from there? So uh, the volunteers, they help to like pack it or myself or the ones in certain areas, I have them monitoring it and we pack it up and load it in a car. Uh, only three of us have a car, so the rest of them, uh, they just pack it and then we drive it to the location to recycle okay. the items. Yeah. Cool. And what's the figure for what's not being collected? Do you have a ballpark figure? Or? It was estimated when we started that around 40,000 kilograms would have gone to uh, landfill before I, before we started this, but actually the number would be much higher because we're only doing it from seven outlets and there are double that at double least. Double so, yeah, okay. And so we can't cover everywhere because of access and like, yeah, of course. time. Yeah, of uh, course, yeah. Yeah. So, Deanna, on an, say an average week, how much time do you think you would spend um, outside of work hours collecting and recycling? So I, I can't really say how much uh, I spend most of my spare time doing it. It's mm -hmm. a few hours every day or it's like a whole day and then the next day I have some time to do something else. Yeah. And then the layovers are rest of time. Of course. So yeah. Yeah, it's, and the amount of time we actually get to sleep and have spare time is limited. So you're, yeah. I guess, utilizing your time wisely. But I'm sure you must be super tired. Um, I don't really notice the tiredness too much, but no, okay. I do catch up on some sleep. Yeah, yeah. but today yeah. is basically, you've done some work with it this morning, you've come here for this podcast, now you're going to go do some more stuff this afternoon. Yeah, uh, another small collection and then... Uh, work tonight? Yes. Wow, okay, so it's quite That's full, how I fill up my day. Quite full on, yeah, okay. Yeah. For the listeners that um, don't specifically know what landfill is, can you give us a description or a, a definition of what a landfill is exactly? Yeah, so a landfill is where all our general waste goes. I'm not an expert, but it's a site selected that would be away from people uh, out of sight and so they also don't smell it. Mm. The landfill would be going for around up to 30 years and then eventually it will get covered over, but they also have to protect the line, the landfill, so chemicals or everything doesn't leak into the groundwater and okay. contaminate the environment around it as well. Okay. So, and so this landfill, just, it doesn't equal it just stays there. There's plastics and metals and, and glass and all sorts of different things just in the landfill. It just yes. sits there for... So a landfill is like not designed to uh, break down waste but just to bury it. 
So okay. there's not really an away. Like you can't just throw something so, away. So if we don't try and recycle and start doing things differently with the products that we use, these landfills are just going to grow and grow and grow. Will there be more and more landfills? Yeah. Is there enough space for this kind of thing? Like this is, just seems impossible to maintain for too much longer. Yeah, I agree. So uh, the first thing you can like do better is reduce what you use in the first place and mm. then from there like reuse and then recycle. So yeah. a proper waste management is really important. Yeah. Like plastic is commonly talked about now, but mm. it's better in a landfill than in the ocean or in the street. But at the True, same time, everything that we put into a landfill that is a resource is wasted, basically. Yeah. So aluminium and glass are 100% recyclable and like making new glass from recycled glass saves 40% of the energy required to make it from a virgin material. Mm -hmm. And for each ton of recycled glass used in production, it saves 1.2 tons of natural resources because of the higher okay. melting point for the sand okay. versus the glass. Yeah, okay. So I was reading online just um, the other day that plastic pollution is it's not just a hazard to public health, which is obvious, but it's also a severe threat to oceans and marine life. And it was saying online that at least 1.1 million animal or seabird deaths happen each year, which is crazy. Yeah. And it was also shown recent reports that 8.3 billion tons of plastic is produced or has been produced since the 1950s. That's just crazy. I don't know how big that would be in comparison to the size of some country, but it seems it's a lot. enormous. Yeah. What can we do to it except put it in landfill in the ocean? The best thing to do is to recycle. Or reuse, yeah. or, or not use so much. Yeah, not it's, use. It's ideally, not use uh, as much in the first place. Mm. It's a good one, but plastic is quite often not very valuable uh, as a like, commodity. It's not. Mm. It's light and doesn't have a lot of value. But it's should, valuable for should, the producers of it. Yeah, but should it go <laughs> to a landfill just because it's not of a value as well? Uh, is it just mentality or laziness? Perhaps just habits, or is it, is it monetary? Like, is it a or is that two separate things? Yeah, I think uh, some people don't have options. Uh, mm -hmm. They want to recycle, but they don't find options in the area. Yeah. And then I think a lot of people think recycling is definitely the solution, but you could get like your water delivered or you could get a water filter instead of using single-use plastic because plastic can be avoided. So with it, but do you think the other options are expensive or like, for example, you know, it's so easy to go and buy the single-use plastic big bottles of water, for example. Is it more expensive to keep buying that, or is it more expensive to buy a filter? Are uh, companies charging too much for the person that is struggling to if live? If you live in a large household, a filter would be advised because you probably would save money, but just yeah. for one or two people, the filters would be more expensive than mm. what you're paying for bottled water. But if you get like a water delivery, it's often cheaper than buying the like the single-use plastic. So then you can yeah, just okay. refill your own bottle From and that, at least yeah, yeah. eliminate those ones that you use mm -hmm. yeah, and true, have true. it with you at all times. So yeah. avoids getting new ones during the day. Yeah. Okay. And besides the access, is it laziness as well, and people just don't want to embrace? I feel like some people would rather have their head in the sand. Uh, 
mm. about this, but yeah, definitely laziness does play a role. Mm. And there are options available, so that is laziness. So yeah. There's also a breakdown of um, systems between different companies and cleaners and then the landlord okay. and working out, you know, could the cleaners perhaps, if they see a big bag of plastic, mm. put it in a recycling bin, but then many places have a chute, so it's already gone down the chute, so it's kind of too late. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's different ways you can try to change it, but it does take a lot of effort to change the mentality, yeah, especially when people are lazy. Yeah. And when it comes to companies, what kind of initiatives are companies doing? Like, for example, the company that you work for, do, are they showing some initiatives and some good good things for recycling? Uh, they have started recently, but again, a breakdown of communication. Actually, the flight to catering recycle, they mm. have been for the past nine years, but somehow it's not communicated amongst the cabin crew as much as it should be. Yeah. So, so the crew aren't recycling. Okay, yeah. yeah, so they're recycling regardless, but we could definitely help more. So this year, the company has started to take note and reduce some plastic use mm. uh, on board, but also to get the crew to, to participate in helping with the recycling. I mean, surely this kind of uh, initiative is beneficial for the airline financially and also for reputation. You would think, <laughs> yeah. Um, because the amount of people out there in the world that are so pro-environment, it's the kind of thing that you would think a big company would be like, okay, cool, let's jump on board, let's show what we can do. And there are certain companies in this region I've, I've seen that are doing things like, with, as we are discussing earlier, hotels that They're are giving water, water yeah. Yeah. Um, built in water. Mm, and then they've also got the shopping centres and now phasing out the plastic bags. Like, of, of course, in Australia, as you know, the plastic bag in Adelaide especially, has been, been not in use for years. I used to work in a supermarket and it went out when I was working there and people yeah. just went on with their lives. And that's plus nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was just normal. Yeah. There's no paying for bags because you're still using the bag. Like in Europe, you pay for plastic bags in a lot of yeah. places, which is still defeating the purpose because people will still pay that extra 50 cents or whatever it is, or 20 cents for a bag because yeah. it's just handy. Yeah. But it doesn't help whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so the, as I'm saying, like this, this kind of thing is beneficial for airlines or big, big companies for specifically the reputation. But Yeah. I mean, there are many savings to be made uh, in both the unnecessary waste of items as well mm. as to make additional income from recycling. Like, again, plastic is not necessarily profitable, but your other items are and you shouldn't mm. be landfilling them either. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, uh, they keep pushing back the thing, but the landfill price is going to increase. Right. For, for a truck to landfill, the cost. So you need to be taking those things out before it reaches there. So the catering are doing that, but again, some will still be lost along the way because of different processes. It's hard to change a whole company, but definitely more can be done. Yeah, of course. And also reducing plastic, then they start to argue about the cost of washing things. But then right. you're forgetting about what went into making something that needs to be washed in the first place. Mm. So money is not always the best option but but they're probably making money somehow from yeah the plastic is cheaper because you have to wash it yeah I see I see yeah. so what kind of suggestions do you have to to change this kind of thing to make people realize the businesses realize 
to change like big companies, it needs to come into their values that they actually are taking a stand to make a difference. And I believe that the conscious community will support that once they start. So mm. was happy to hear that this Majuralpa team is running the bags. So yes, yes. Which is great because that's an action that needed to happen, and people may not like it, but they have also been cut for bags for. Uh, aligned for people who are bringing their reusable bags, and I've seen mm. them turn people away because they didn't have it, which is really good because they're mm, making okay. the point that you need to bring your reusable bag, otherwise you can't use it empty checkout. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. is actually something good. That's great, yeah. And and slowly, but slowly but surely, people will start to cotton on yeah. that things have to change, I guess, individually before, like yes. in turn with companies. So for individuals, you need to take action. Um, you mm. could be like a keyboard warrior or share pictures of the plastic but what about actually going out and doing something about it that that would help um, and every small change that you make counts like refusing the plastic bag is one of the most simple ones mm. take a bag with you when you go to the shop take one that you already have in your apartment or yeah um, but yeah. each time it does help mm, okay. sit down and have your coffee instead of taking it yeah, because uh, automatically, so you go to coffee shops, certain coffee shops, not all, but they they try and automatically give you the the paper cup, which even has got if plastic you're in it, in, even yeah. if you're there. Yeah, they don't really bother to try and. I mean, I'll, because then they have to wash it. But at the same time, each time the cup's just going in the bin anyway, so yeah. better just wash it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Regarding what you do, especially with, I guess uh, the company stuff, do you have you come across issues? With it, it's like with, within colleagues or storage conflicts with people or with hierarchy. Yeah, so it is a constant battle. I wouldn't say that any of the parts of what I've done in the last like four years have been easy, but and the change doesn't necessarily happen by following the rules either. So I find it's difficult to get people in a high level to pay attention, especially if they don't care. It means extra work for them. Yeah. And storage is an issue because like you could get say a truck to come and collect recycling but I don't want to pay for that. So we asked what does it take to get like a free collection in like the cost of versus the, the material versus the cost of the collection. Yeah. And there were like over two hundred kgs. So storage has been a problem. I did store a lot in my apartment before. <laughs> very Two hundred kilos. <laughs> more than that was actually wow. more. So, and if you think about like plastic, each piece doesn't weigh a lot, so it could no, it's, it. it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I had a very understanding flatmate. Recycling and environment is not her passion, but she understood it was mine and she was on board with okay, that. Okay, cool, so, cool. Yeah. That's, that's good of her, <laughs> that's, for sure. Yeah, that's one of the things, but like, yeah. beyond that, now I have to uh, do drop offs more frequently because okay. I cannot store it in my place anymore. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it's not practical for long term either. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You should be getting company. yourself like a big semi-trailer. That would be useful, but then also at the same time, I don't want to sell my car necessarily. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck with it for now. Yeah. Next okay. time I upgrade to. And then you just have the following up as well, like of emails and so forth. Yes. Yeah. I find I always have to wait for replies to emails, so that takes time to follow up all the time, and people don't like to do extra work. So if you're asking them something, it's uh, taking their time. But it's not a shame. Uh, any other things to do with conflict or...? I think uh, sometimes like recognition, I mean it's not something you would get a lot and it's not why I'm doing it but 
people will easily take your job or what you started and claim it. Claim it for themselves. Yeah. So colleagues, you're saying? Uh, not colleagues. No, okay. Colleagues are generally mostly fine. Although I did yeah. hear one girl said she started the project and I was like, what? That was in my apartment. We talking so. about, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you come and grab all these things. And, yeah. And on board, the colleagues, are, when you fly with them, are they accepting of what you are trying to do? Are they proactive? I, or? Yeah, I would say like 90% of the time, once I explain like what I want to do, if I want to separate some things on board, or mm. if I tell them what I do outside of work, they are interested to know more. And I find that once someone, you know, takes a lead, then, okay, great, we'll do it. And they start thinking about what they're putting and where. Yeah, cool. Um, so it can be done on board. So crew are really trying to do their best on board and, and help you out. Um, how does that make you feel? Is it is it nice when when they're doing this for you and, and contributing? It's really nice to see like when they participate. And I recently met a girl who's, I would say, is passionate about beach. She's like, I go to business class and I collect all the bottles and everything. So it, that was really nice. And also I had some crew come up and say, are you Deanna? Thank you so much for... Mm, like amazing. studying the laundry plastic and yeah. seeing a community of crew come together as well who some collect from other people in their building and there's a team in one particular area where they all come and help and it mm. just it seems that like we created a nice community as well so. so is it mostly positive feelings that you're getting from doing this or is there still a lot of negativity slash negative feelings that come from certain aspects of what you're trying to do it takes a lot of time, but honestly, this is my life. Like, I spend basically all my spare time working towards something that to change or to make so an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I live my like my favorite motto: "Be the change you wish to see in the world." So, mm, okay. do something about it. Um, sometimes you can wonder, like, if it's worth it, because uh, it's a lot of effort. Or yeah, and I'm sure why, there's still lots of negativity around from people that just don't really care. Yeah, I've that had would, a couple of. Arguments. I suppose, really. <laughs> I suppose it would affect your motivation, I guess. It does sometimes, but then normally you find something that reminds you, you just why, again. why you are doing what yeah, yeah. you do. So. Okay. Overall, what kind of suggestions do you have to change to make people realize? I mean, uh, you mentioned um, the other day when we were chatting about you you're collecting recycling and you're giving it to other people's homes. Is there something, you know, in regards to that, that people can do, like their old clothing or their old um, toy, children's toys that they've, their child has outgrown. What's the, what do you suggest with that kind of thing? So for most things, I have a no waste to landfill policy if something can have another life. So if it's still in good condition, it should definitely be donated. Mm. I usually always direct people to uh, little people big hearts. Oh, okay, cool, Casey. Yeah, yeah right. because they give things to the workers and everything. Yeah. I'm sure you heard on the just podcast. to interview. Yeah, I interviewed her in a previous episode, and she's what doing some great things as well for the yeah. workers in Dubai, and also for the less fortunate overseas as well. It's amazing. So you give you suggesting people give their things to her. Yeah. Well. So okay, any cool. like non-recyclable items, but mm. things that have a use or could yeah. have a use. Most items, they will take it and someone does want it. Um, so this is just in the Middle East. I'm sure around the world there are so many, whether it's an op shop or if it's uh, some kind of recycling shop or, or whatever it might be that do these kind of things. Like yeah. the Lions Club in Australia take all sorts of things. So Salvation people Army. need to be, I guess, aware of 
firstly for the less fortunate, but also for the people that can actually you know, move your products on you know, to another person. And um, even consider one day maybe buying something from an off shop or second hand instead yeah, of for sure. buying yeah. brand new. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. So is there a, a personal aim for you, like a drive, of, or is it more of a just let's help the environment? Uh, ultimately, I would like to transition out of being cabin crew into something more permanent. I always wish I had more time to achieve more things, but it does occupy a lot of my time currently. Of course, yeah, I can and imagine. There's always more things you see that you want to do, but we cannot yeah. always manage to fit everything in, so I have to choose. But yeah, ultimately, I would like to do something in an environment field full time. Do you see, like, okay, so for example, you resign from the job that you're in, in, let's just say, two years approximately or whatever, or next year, and so then you can't do what you're doing within the company that you're at. Do you see it transitioning towards another crew? Is there someone or people you think that you can give the responsibility to enough that what you're doing is carried on? Yeah, I have a hope that uh, I would definitely pass on everything I know, mm. and there's quite a few dedicated crew out there tied to the eco community that's yeah. out there yeah. and that they would be able to continue to action some of the things that we see yeah. uh, that can be changed for yeah. the better. Okay. In regards to the education, is it maybe perhaps a generational thing so adults are more inclined to recycle or is it the children? What's the story there? I think it's like adults are based on where they grew up, but I think nowadays children are educated about these things in school, so they're mm. more likely to be raised with the knowledge and take action in their life. Uh, I find it's a lot of uneducated adults who, or mm. that they simply don't care, and it's harder to change them because they're already set in their set ways. In their ways, yeah. And so, yeah, the children are the voice of the future, really. Mm. It's funny because my, my dad is uh, he's turning 80, but he is the hugest recycling king I've ever met, like, ah, before okay. you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's so shocking. If I, if, I go and visit, <laughs> if I go and visit, he has a, a spot for compost type of stuff. Oh, that's great. Yeah. In the kitchen, he's got, like, a, a bag for paper. He's got the normal bin. And then all sorts of stuff has to go in a certain spot. And if I come back, I'm unaware of where everything goes. So yeah. I'm like having to double check every single time I have something to throw away, where I need to put something. It's really crazy. So he's probably one of the old people that fits into the good category of yeah. this. I feel like our grandparents were more like aware. I think like, back in the day, I think they, they had a more sustainable mindset. Yeah, yeah, and they used to use alternatives than plastic. Mm. We got too caught up in the convenience, but of course, that setup really sounds like my setup. But I made like one bag that's for you know like my flatmate or guests that don't know where to put it. Just put it in just that bag, and I'll sort it out later. Out. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a whole pile of plastic gloves at home ready for this kind of situation? If it sounds bad, I, I rarely wear plastic gloves because I don't want to waste them. <laughs> true, true, true. Okay, rubber gloves, I don't know what. <laughs> okay, finally though, um, for those who are living in countries where recycling isn't a thing, can you suggest or offer solutions for them in doing what they can to help the environment? Like is it maybe volunteers perhaps going into schools and teaching in these, you know, these schools or is there something else that they can do in these communities? Yeah, definitely. Try to be a leader in your own community. Like if you don't have options, try to, you know, lobby the councils or government or if that's not even possible, then think about what you consume. 
lead by example for your community, mm. refuse things, start like a campaign to take the bags or see the shop owners or market mm. owners to say like, can you stop giving bags, like plastic bags is yeah. an example. Um, so they should just, they can use less. I think I a great example is Thailand. I think they use um, banana leaf. I saw that's great. For packaging, the shopping, packaging yeah. and so forth. That's one um, of the fantastic options think, for something that yeah, would be sure. thrown away. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame that some of these more developed countries don't use this kind of thing. Like it's, it seems like such a straightforward solution. Well, it's certainly great to hear your input and to hear what you're doing within this community here. And um, hopefully people listening can either take a leaf out of your book and start doing the same thing, or at least if they are already doing it, they can start educating on a different level with the people in their communities. That would be um, great. But within this area, it's a great thing that you're doing. So thank you so much for leading the way, I guess. And hopefully the people with the, the money or the people, the leaders in charge can start actually taking action for themselves and not leaving it up to the inverted commas little people. Yeah. So thank you very much for coming on and spending your time in this um, podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on a final note, sorry, we should have included this button. Where's the best place to contact you if they want, if people want to learn more or hear more or, or contact you about recycling or whatever? So I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. My Instagram is be the change underscore dxb. Be the change underscore dxb. Uh, if you're following my page on Instagram, Ellen Arthur, then you can also find her Instagram on there if you go and actually find it yourself. I just want to say thank you to my eco dream team. Couldn't do it without you. And thank you to all the security guards and laundry staff who've helped along the way and the crew for their support. Awesome. Well done, guys. Thanks. Well, thank you again for coming on this podcast and sharing your time, and it was a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you.